You're tuned to Once Upon a Fairy Tale. So we have Jeff DePauli and Patrick Dugo right here on Once Upon a Fairy Tale, the podcast. Thank you so much, guys, for coming on and agreeing to be interviewed. Thank you for having us. Hello. Howdy ho. Jeff and Patrick run the podcast Disney Coast to Coast. And I guess my first question is to you guys. I know how it all started, so I'll, I'll start off here. I know the both of you met at the D23 Expo some years back, and that's how um, you got to know each other in the first place, and then decide to do the podcast. That is true. Yeah, basically, I, we, had, we were in line for a panel. Mm-hmm. And we, those lines are forever long. So it was a just, couple of hours. We yeah. just started talking, and then Jeff lived out in California, and I lived out in Florida. Therefore, the title, Coast to Coast, because we were on both sides of Disney, and... Then I moved out here, and we still kept it. Yeah, still going. We through. still talk coast to coast. I like the ring of the title, so it ain't changing. Um, awesome. And when did it start? Which year was this? Uh, February 2014 was our first episode. So this month is two years. Wow. Yeah. Th- third season, two years. Congratulations. I have been following um, since mid-season two, and it's my favorite podcast, I have to say. Um, well, thank you. <laughs> you guys are so much fun. We try. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We, the reality is, we don't try at all. Yeah, like, it's <laughs> pretty fun. We're just Disney nerds. So, uh, <laughs> but thank you. That, that's very nice of you to say. You're welcome. So, I guess the next question would be, what first drew you guys to Disney individually? Like, I'm sure you each have your own stories, right? Yeah. You want me to go first? Go for it. Um, For me, it was always, you know, I I mean, I think we start as a kid. And for me, like the first memory of seeing a Disney animated film in theaters was Little Mermaid. I'm sure I'd seen some earlier because I was seven at that point. But like, that's the first one I really, really remember. And so I, I grew up in Boston, Massachusetts. So like my park was Walt Disney World in Florida. And I used to love going to the parks as a kid. But I think like the thing that really really made it uh, like a solid hardcore Disney fan for me was the more I studied Walt Disney the man himself uh, and he's really kind of a huge inspiration and, and that's why I would say I'm like a diehard Disney fan is really Walt I love the products but when you talk about Walt the man that's what really gets me going mm-hmm. yeah I, I kind of had a, a similar story I, I lived in Florida so I always grew up around Walt Disney World but it was it was the, the movies and the parks both together and I think I was always a fan of Disney but it wasn't until I actually moved up to Orlando and started going to college and being surrounded by Disney 24-7 that I really became part of that community rather than just a fan Right. Why Disney more than any other thing? What about Disney drew you to it and how and why did it grow this much? Um, for me, I mean, I've always, well, let's face it, when it comes to theme parks, and theme parks really is like the, for me, it's my, probably my favorite division, maybe very close to the animation division, but uh, the theme parks is what really did it for me, and, you know, Walt was one of the first theme parks with Disneyland, and I think it was a, a level above all the rest, and I think to this day, they still are a level above all the rest. I think that Right now, it's closer than it's ever been with, like, the creation of Harry Potter or Wizarding World of Harry Potter and all that stuff. Like, they they are creating fantastic rides these days with new technology. But as far as, like, an all-encompassing resort, I think 
all of the competition still has a really long way to go as far as customer service and uh, you know spending a week long vacation at a resort. The other ones I think you can spend like a couple days at and have a nice experience. But um, plus beyond that, like the Disney theatrical, there's just so much. But the, as far as the theme parks are concerned, Disney's on a level all its own. Yeah, I mean, it's there's so many aspects to Disney, like you mentioned, like theme parks, movies, music. You can't not be a fan of Disney. I think everyone grew up with Disney, and it's it's it's, it's, it's to hear someone say they're not a Disney fan is is unusual, <laughs> especially now because like if you were to say that you're a liar yeah. because that means you don't like Star Wars, mm-hmm. that means you don't like Marvel, that means you don't like Pixar, that means you don't like Walt Disney Animation, that means you don't like Disney theme parks. Guess what? Every human <laughs> on this earth loves at least one of those things. Yep, and the Muppets, I guess, right? Like and the they Muppets, own absolutely rights to it. Awesome. So, would you say Disney is like a huge part of your life now? And what would your life be without Disney? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you don't even want to go I, there. I honestly don't know. I mean, like Walt has been a really big inspiration. So, uh, for like everything I do, so I, I honestly don't know what the heck my life would be. I'm sure I would still be obsessed with entertainment, but I think it would be. I don't know if the theme park thing would be as huge for me if it weren't for Disney. Yeah, uh, I I was always a big theme park person, no matter if it was Disney Universal or whatever. Um, So I think theme parks would still be a thing for me. But like, without Disney, I don't, I don't, I would have a boring life. I think. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, at at this point, like, I you can find me at Disneyland at least once a week. so yeah, I don't know. I'd probably just be like sitting home. <laughs> Patrick's hobby is Disney. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's so it, awesome. Honestly, you guys it was so close. It, not not only is it Disney itself, it's just like almost more than half of my friend base. I think is based around Disney as well. I would say more wow. definitely more than half. Of yeah. Course. Like yeah. I obviously wouldn't know Jeff. I yeah. and I wouldn't know more than seventy five percent of the people that I know because. It's basically just the Disney community is who I surround myself with. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. And with such a love for the parks, would either of you or have either of you considered or have worked for a Disney park? I have not. um, I do wish I did the college program, but I didn't. It was not something, it wasn't something I was thinking of at the time. It was something that I looked into, but like, I wasn't planning for and by the time I really wanted like thought about it it was kind of too late for me and as far as working here's the thing it's such a magical place to me I would hate to ruin the magic Mm -hmm. and no matter where you are I'm not saying I never want to work for the company there are certain jobs within the company I would love to have Mm -hmm. but to work in the theme park um, I I like secrets you know I, I know a lot about what goes on there but I, I don't know everything and uh, some of the stuff I don't know I, I prefer not to know right yeah I I had the pleasure of working at Walt Disney World for about two years wow uh, I wouldn't say it was my favorite job I have definitely in a position that I was just honestly I was there for the pass or the free <laughs> admission uh, but uh, I didn't I, I I think there are definitely positions in the Walt Disney Company, like you said, that I would love to have. Um, like you said, it's one of those where if you work for some somewhere, even if it's like somewhere as magical as Disneyland, you get to the point where you're doing it too much and you get sick of it. And I never wanted to reach that position. Yeah. Um, 
But because even if you're, even if we go, you know, Pat goes more often than me. I'd say I go about twice a month. You go about once a week. Mm-hmm. Even if we do that, sometimes it's we go for a couple of hours. Yeah. Because there's something new we want to see. And like I remember, I used to always uh, like leave work on a Friday night and then drive to just go see Fantasmic and or the fireworks. And like I loved the capability of doing that. But guess what? If you're working, you kind of don't have that option. It's like you're going to be here for eight plus hours, no matter what you want. And uh, it's just a reality, and so it's, it's nice to be able to just come and go as you please. But there definitely was some positives. Obviously, like, Disney's known for their super guest service, and just, like, making families' vacations were always, like, super rewarding, and I did a lot of things with Make-A-Wish kids, and it's definitely a rewarding job, uh, for sure, but I, I like I like just visiting. Mm-hmm. They are special. I mean... They still have that thing going where they pick one guest a day to stay in the castle, right? I don't think it's every day. I think it's oh. used pretty rarely. Yeah, um, they have, like, yeah. random contests throughout the year and sweepstakes. Yeah. They use it for that. But... I do feel like it's wasted a lot. I'm like, why? in my opinion, why don't they do it once a day? Exactly. Or even if they really want to charge money for it, because there are people that would pay it. Uh, I mean, the exclusivity. The exclusivity, am I saying the word right, yes. of it is uh, is nice. The fact that you can't buy your way into it, I think that just makes it even extra special. But I'm, I am surprised that at this point that there isn't an option to to pay your way into it. Right. Yeah. It's. It's. I mean, are there pictures out there? Are there YouTube videos of a guest who has sort of documented it? I know there are pictures. The only pictures I've seen were from the company, I think. Mm-hmm. My guess is you probably signed some sort of waiver. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, they they do have, um, I know, uh, similarly to uh, out here for the college program when sometimes uh, cast members can take tours of the uh, Walt's apartment or the Dream Suite out here. You can, you can, you can take tours of the Cinderella Suite. And this is the one in Disney, in California. That's Walt Disney World. That's, yeah. that's oh, in, in Florida. Florida. Okay. But yeah, there are tours. Uh, I know, I know uh, the uh, Walk and Walt's Footsteps tours, when the apartment is unavailable, they take you on a tour of the Dream Suite out here in Disney uh, Disneyland. Right. Wow. Yeah, I would assume you must not be able to take photos or something because I've never seen them surface on Instagram or Periscope or, or YouTube or anything. Yeah. So you must know some people. You managed to string some amazing guests on your show, like Don Han, Patrick Page, John Tataglia. Um, can you tell us a little bit more at all? About booking guests? Sure. Uh, the, the connections I have were... I'll tell you, John Tartaglia is a friend. He became a friend because 11 years ago I was doing a talk show when I was in college and he was on Broadway and Avenue Q and it was one of those situations where I was like a majorly huge fan of Avenue Q and I wrote to him he said yes I met him there we've kind of stayed in touch uh, a bit throughout the years run into each other at Disney Expo stuff like that and then he recently moved out here because he's working on a new TV show and uh, reconnected and so that's just somebody I've known for years in the case of Don Hahn it was literally he was at a screening that I was at and I asked him and he said yes yeah it's, it's so nice just, that way it's yeah. just the the thing of just asking people yeah. like that's all you have and, to and do and I mean some of them in some cases it's it's through friends like we had Tiffany Mink on who does uh, runs Who's It's and What's It's which is a Disney inspired shop and right. so she knew Patrick before I guess we officially met her on the same day but you like mm-hmm. had spoken to her through social media long before you know that was like a friend who were like hey come on the show we'd love 
to have you talk about your stuff. So it's as far as the guests are concerned, Patrick Page was another one that was just, I'll ask. I think I maybe had a connection to him. I can't even remember, to be honest. But it was one of those things you just kind of ask. And I've asked people that uh, have said no. Actually, I don't think anybody said no. They usually just ignore you if they're not interested. But what they don't know about me is I will keep asking until you say <laughs> yes or no. So right. it's easier just to say no and I'll get off your back. <laughs> okay. So in terms of the Disney fandom out there, do you find that there's huge support from them? And are many of the hardcore fans influencers themselves, content creators like yourselves, do you think? I think it goes both ways. There's definitely people that watch or listen to our show that, that don't create content. And I'm kind of like, like so you, you got to understand, like this show came out of kind of nowhere. It was like a little nugget of an idea that has gained some sort of following. And like the, the thing that surprises me is like, oh, people will come across the show and listen to an episode and maybe subscribe. But there's people who listen who wait for it on Wednesday mornings and that's crazy to me uh, it's really like uh, humbling I guess but it, but a lot of them don't create content but then there are some who like I remember when I was at Walt Disney World I definitely ran into some people who uh, created content as far as like they did Disney photography on Instagram or whatever so like creating content is all over the place these days so it definitely goes both ways from in my experiences how about you? Uh, well, in terms of, like, Disney Coast to Coast, I mean, Jeff is, like, the main force driving the podcast. I have so many other things that I'm just here to talk. Mm -hmm. Uh, but there's definitely, when I come in contact with, uh, fans or whatnot, it's, like, either they're aspiring content creators, they just love Disney, they come up, love your podcast, love YouTube, whatever. Um, but, like, I, I mean, not, everyone loves just consuming Disney in any way, shape, or form. Especially at a certain age, like there's this kind of online content, there is definitely a prime age and it's like yeah. teenagers are the ones consuming this. Now with the podcast, I find that it's very interesting because since we do it on YouTube as well as like SoundCloud and iTunes, the two audiences are drastically different. The people that watch us on YouTube tend to be like teenagers and the people that listen to us tend to be uh, older people who uh, are there, I guess they're there kind of for different reasons, but they're both getting the same content. So I get it's kind of cool that both groups of people are interested in what we have to do. They're just consuming it differently. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do find that the YouTube crowd is, is vastly different from the podcast listeners. Um, it'll be interesting to see where this crowd actually goes, because right now, I mean, YouTube's only 10 years old, right? So most of the audience are young listeners, on YouTube, I feel like young viewers, and it'll be interesting to see, like, say, in even five years or ten years, if the shift in popularity of videos is going to shift from like these sort of young, younger type videos to see if something like, say, a cook show could be as popular because you know people are growing up and stuff. Yeah, I think it's definitely a factor of the so-called millennials and mm -hmm. our new a new way of consuming entertainment um i mean a lot of old school companies still see youtube as or youtube or online media as a still a far away thing and others are embracing it and like the more the more television and or film embraces it i mean the bigger online media consumption is going to be but the fact that so-called millennials are only some people are only consuming uh, uh, YouTube and even I would say Netflix and Hulu and uh, platforms like that uh, who, who knows where the future 
I think the, the biggest difference I've seen uh, on YouTube since its creation was the fact that when we, when YouTube was first created, having a 30-minute show on YouTube like ours, nobody would have watched. It was all about three minutes or less, if that. And I would say probably in the last few years, it's really become uh, a platform where you can have, like, as long as the content is interesting, you can have 30-minute shows or hour-long shows or whatever you want. But I, like, remember for a long time, there was that steadfast rule of if your video is over three minutes, nobody's going to watch it. Right. Well, as a content creator yourself, if you're telling me that, that's great news because um, I'm still being told um, as a YouTuber you should keep your stuff short. They no just, way. They just released this, um, well, even uh, advertisers, they're being told ads should now be tried like six seconds. So they're, gonna try, they're trying to have like a start, middle, and end in six seconds. Well, that I get because if you're talking about ads being tagged onto YouTube videos, that's because most people hit skip ad. So they're right. trying to get people who are going to watch the entire ad and six seconds right, so true. you can't skip it so that i understand and there's even yeah. a series but though, it, it, on... it's true that like there is a there is a audience retention rate um in terms of youtube videos and you can even go into the analytics and look when when your viewers are dropping mm -hmm. off and and it's, it's a steady decline all the way through it, whatever even if it's a minute you'll still see people drop off some people do have really short attention span and it's usually the very very younger crowd that's why you have uh platforms like vine that's like only six seconds <laughs> which is some insane, people sorry. some people can't handle more than six seconds but there are definitely there is definitely an audience and people out there that as long as the content is interesting will sit for a full 30 minutes yeah uh, there's even that new instagram uh series that's out right now it's called shield five it's like 15 seconds every episode oh. it's crazy interesting huh. So, in terms of the future of Disney Coast to Coast, is this going to continue for as long as you can? You're able to make it, or, or in terms of also working with studios like Maker, maybe because they own Disney. Well, what is the future? Disney Coast to Coast is part of Maker Gen already, nice. um, and uh, as far as the future of it goes, I don't plan on ending it anytime soon so i enjoy doing it i think it's a fun platform i really i think the thing is if you're a content creator at least if you're someone like me like i just really like getting new content out and part of the reason i started podcasting to begin with was because it was a uh, uh an affordable and a time wisely affordable way as well to uh create content weekly which up to that point i had difficulty doing just because i come from such a production background like the thing that i kind of learned through youtube is it really the production value isn't as important as say the personality that's on screen and and even more so because you know the first season of our show was just audio so it was even simpler um so i like the fact that i can create content on a weekly basis right and in terms of as in something that's financially viable do you foresee pushing that a little bit more so this can be a full-time job? That'd be great. I mean, honestly, I love podcasting so much that I would love to have a show five days a week that were like a different topic each day of the week. I would love to do that. Um, it's not at that point yet by any means, but uh, that'd be cool if I could figure out how to swing that somehow. Hmm. And really, how do you how do you both find time to, to do Disney Coast to Coast? Uh, Patrick, you're involved in thingamavlogs and you have... All these other things as well at work, and as well as you, Jeff, um, with you, your daily Disney daily decision on Periscope. Yeah, um, yeah, daily Disney decision. Yeah, how do you find like? Do you how do you manage to come up with something Disney every day, practically? Oh, on daily Disney decision. Uh -huh. um, 
uh, I don't know. You'd be surprised. Sometimes just like, oh, God, what should it be? Some are better than others, to say the least. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I, it's, it's not like thinking about Disney as something that I have to sit and do. It's kind of just a natural occurrence that happens all day long. Um, but where do I find time? I don't know. Yeah. I sincerely don't know. I, I honestly have no idea how Patrick gets to the park every week. Because if I did that, this stack of stuff that I would have sitting on my desk or even just daily stuff like laundry. I don't know when it would get done. Yeah, it's it's very <laughs> I guess time management I've learned uh like uh like I said like I come here to do Disney Coast to Coast with Jeff and I, I kind of have to push it on him because I have so many other things uh but like I a lot of times when I'm at the park it's mostly because I'm doing a video. Like I I do try to enjoy myself too, but like I'm even on the weekends I'm setting up other things i'm trying to unfortunately i had to push my main channel to the side but i'm still trying to get like two to three videos out a month but i'm keeping steady with thingamavlogs and coast to coast nice all right so guess what guys it's towards the end so i'm gonna have something for you guys can you guess it you say this is at the it end. is, is it, it trivia yes it is here's trivia the time. funny thing <laughs> we just we just shot an episode and forgot to record trivia oh, so no. we actually can we record trivia with you and make it part of our show? This this trivia? Sure, we can I'm, just, like, if you need to reset up and stuff like that, we can, I can just stop this for now and then just... No, like, no, 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 keep recording. So, I should just go ahead? Uh, so, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do an intro and, okay, just go with me on this, okay? Okay, I will. Hey folks, I am here with Dwayne from the Once Upon a Fairy Tale podcast, and Patrick and I are... So happy to be guests on his podcast right now. We're actually in the middle of recording a show. We're doing a little switcheroo here where Dwayne is going to ask us our trivia for our show this week as well as his show. So it's like a double trivia thing. Mm-hmm. So it's, this is a new and unique way of doing trivia. Trivia. Trivia time. And I've got a few questions. And you can choose whether you want to go on to the next stage because it gets a little bit harder each time. Oh, there's stages. Uh-oh. Okay, here, let's hear it. But this is something you both can answer because it's about the Hunchback of Notre Dame CD, which was recently out. Oh, yeah. All right, so here we go. Name at least three songs that were not in the movie soundtrack. Off the top of your head. Oh! Uh, rhythm, rhythm of the Tambourine. Esmeralda. Yes. Mm-hmm. Es, uh, and Court of Miracles. The Place of, Mus- place on, of Miracles. Uh, on right. Top of the World. That's quite a lot already. Yeah. And there's yeah. Rest and Recreation. Made of, made of Stone. Oh yeah, Made of Stone, of yep. course. Wow, that's yep. more than three. That's amazing. You scored really well. We listened to it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready for the next question? Or do you want Go the next us. question? Okay. Well, now, name two songs that were not in the German adaptation. Oh, uh, Made of Stone definitely what? was. Mm-hmm. Hellfire, I believe, definitely was. Mm-hmm. Two songs that, that were not... You're saying that, that, were in the that were in the American one, but weren't in the German. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, Esmeralda, I'm going to guess. No. No? I'm going to say Rest and Recreation wasn't. No, it was. You oh. named one just now. Hellfire? The what? Patrick's one of Patrick's first ones. Oh, uh, the tam- oh, the rhythm of the tambourine. That's right. That's one. I'm not sure if you're gonna get this one. Do you want the answer? The last one? Uh, well, tell me this. Is it in the movie? And it was it's cut not. from. No, it's not the movie. Uh, finale. <laughs> <laughs> this is a tavern song. Oh. Yeah, where they court. Um. Okay. There are two more questions. Do you want to continue? 
Go yeah, for it. go for it. Alright, this one might be to Patrick. I'm not sure if you watched the live uh, stage version, Jeff. Um, so the starting of both in the movie, uh, in terms of Quasimodo's history, is slightly different, right, compared to the musical. Yeah. Um, so Patrick, what did Jihan, who is uh, Frollo's brother, what did his sort of gypsy wife die of? Uh, it was a disease? It was the plague or something, wasn't it? Close, close. Starts with uh, a P. Starts with a P. It was the pox? Pneumonia. That's right. Pox. Oh, the pox. Okay. Yep. Alright, so last last question. Do you want to do this? Go for yeah. it. This one's the hardest of all. Name two songs that only existed in the German adaptation. No idea. Patrick. It's probably like some German... Uh, I'm sure they're German titles. They I, are, but I found the, the English... Um, so uh, it is... Um, only in the German. Mm-hmm. No clue. I would guess one of them is a song that Frollo sings, and another one is a song that uh, Quasimodo sings. Partly right. Uh, one <laughs> song is called Balancing Act. I'm not sure who sings that. i got to look that up. Um, and the other one is a duet between uh, Captain Phoebus and, and Quasimodo called Out of Love. It's actually pretty awesome. Um, I might try and do a cover of it on my channel one day because it's a lovely duet ballad and it's about um, Captain Phoebus persuading Quasimodo to go rescue <clears throat> Esmeralda. And th- there's an English version of it. Like the whole English adaptation, adaptation script is... As, so the lyrics are there. So basically anyone could sing it if they want. But that's it. That's ah. trivia time. You guys did really well. We did, okay. we did okay. We did okay. We're obsessed with Hunchback of Notre Dame for sure. <laughs> me too. Well, cool. thanks for having me on your show, and thanks for being on my show, guys. Of course, absolutely. And so, what's you, your what's your website, or do you have a website or your YouTube channel name? I have a Facebook page. Uh, it's at www.facebook.com/slash Once Upon a Fairy Tale Time, and the YouTube channel is under Disney Dwayne. And uh, for you guys as well, we can all follow you on... Uh, DisneyCoastToCoast.com is where you find everything. We're at DisneyCTC, that's D-I-Z-N-E-Y-C-T-C on Twitter and Instagram. Search for Disney Coast to Coast on Facebook and Tumblr. But everything, all the links are at DisneyCoastToCoast.com. Awesome! Yeah! Cool.